Now, as Chris said, today we're starting a new series, and this series is on the power of beliefs. And what we're going to talk about today is this reality, that what we believe matters. It matters not for just today, not just tomorrow. It matters for all of eternity. So that's our foundational truth that we're going to talk about today. And then all the messages in this series will build on that truth of what we believe really matters. And something else I need to tell you about today's message is it's a little different than what we normally do. So for those of you who love when we take a Bible story and we slowly pull that Bible story apart and talk about how it applies to our lives, I hope you'll come back next week because we're not going to do that today. Today is going to feel a little bit like trying to take a sip from a fire hose, so I don't know if you've ever tried to do that before, but you get the idea that it might hurt your lips a little bit, might be a little bit hard to absorb and get a, a full drink. Um, but today I'm going to give you a lot of information. We're going to cover a lot of Bible verses that center on this foundational truth of what we believe matters. So what I recommend today is two things. I recommend, number one, that you take notes. So taking notes helps us to absorb the information more. Uh, we remember a whole lot more of what we write down than what we just hear. So take notes. You can take notes on the back of our Spiritual Growth Challenge. You can take notes on your phone. You can take notes on our announcement sheets. If you've got a bald guy sitting around you, take notes on the back of his head. Make sure you take him to lunch if you do that, because that's just fair. So just take notes. And another thing I recommend is that you come back and listen to this message again. Now, you don't have to come back next week to listen to this message. Come back next week for the next message, but you can come and listen to this message again from our website at theepicchurch.com. You can listen to it as well on our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and our iTunes account. So there's a, a lot of different ways for you to come back and absorb this information a little bit more because what we believe really matters. So how many of you are ready for me to open up the fire hose so you can try to take a sip from it? All right, we got about half the crowd. So everybody else, puck your lips. Here we go. Now, we call this series Deadly Beliefs. Again, it's based on the power of beliefs. And the reality is this, that beliefs drive our world and they shape our lives. They shape our relationships, our health, our finances, our faith, our politics, everything. And right now, every time we turn on the TV, every time we look at social media, we are seeing the power of beliefs that can and will shape our lives. Anybody know anything big going on in our world this year? Besides coronavirus, besides the coronavirus. We have an election year going on. And every time we turn around, somebody is telling us that their beliefs are the best beliefs for operating our country. And then this November, we have to decide who we think has the best beliefs. And then when we vote, our next president will guide us, will shape us, will mold our world based upon what they believe. As we walk through this election process, I really encourage you to pay attention to the beliefs behind the ideas that our presidential candidates have because those beliefs will impact us in a big way. And again, what we believe really matters. 
When it comes to relationships, we have all kinds of belief systems for how to have a good relationship or what makes a good relationship. And as a pastor, I end up talking with people all the time who have this belief system and they don't verbalize it in this context, but there is a belief system behind their behavior. And the belief system is this. There are many people that believe it's better to be in a bad relationship than no relationship. And those people often find themselves going from relationship to relationship to relationship. And they wonder, how do I keep ending up in these dead-end relationships? And then when they decide to talk with somebody, maybe talk to a friend, maybe talk to a counselor, maybe talk to, to me as a pastor, uh, we'll engage the conversation and they'll say like, I don't know how I keep ending up with all these losers. And one of the things that I often say in a context like that is, what's the common denominator? What's the common denominator in all those failed relationships? And they'll say, well, they're all losers. Like, that may be true. <laughs> what else is the common denominator? It's you. You're the one that has chosen these people. So there's this belief system that you're holding on to, and this belief system is not a good belief system. It's affecting you in a very powerful way. Again, beliefs are powerful. They can be good in our lives or they can be bad in our lives. When it comes to health, there's all kinds of different beliefs out there in the health world. And right now we are being bombarded by all these different ideas of what it means to, to eat healthy and live healthy. And uh, you know, just recently I spent some time trying to research some better ways for me to eat and, and live. And as I was doing my research, I found that there are people saying uh, everything from the vegan lifestyle is the best way to live. And then there's other people saying, no, that's not the best way to live. The best way to live is make sure you eat as much meat as possible. And then there's folks pushing kind of the keto high protein diet. And then you've got people saying the intermittent fasting is the best way to navigate health. And it doesn't matter what you eat in that time frame of you eating, as long as you're you know, only eating about eight hours a day. There's all kinds of different beliefs out there when it comes to diet and eating healthy. And I keep searching to find someone who will agree with me that eating one Reese peanut butter cup a day is the best way to live. Anybody willing to admit that? Yeah. I mean, we're all experts on healthy eating. So I agree with what you believe because that's what I believe. Now, when it comes to faith, there are so many different faith systems and belief systems out there. There are some people who say, you know what? It doesn't matter how we live because we're all gonna go to heaven when we die. Other people say, it doesn't matter how we live because there's no such thing as heaven anyway. Some people tell us that it does matter how we live because if you don't live the right way, you'll end up in hell or you'll come back as a bug and maybe you have to work your way back up the chain to get back to human status. There are some radical beliefs out there where there are some people who believe that if they murder someone who stands against their faith, they'll be rewarded by their God in their heaven. Beliefs are powerful. What we believe really matters. And we're left to decide what is right and what is wrong. And how do we do that? How do we decide that? Where do we turn for answers? If we turn to our world for answers, here's what our world often tells us. You believe whatever you want to believe, and if it's truth for you, it'll be true for you. If it's not your truth, that's okay. It doesn't have to be your truth. You make up your own truth. 
that you believe. And as wonderful as that sounds, we all know that can't be right. It can't be right because none of us would say that the radical terrorist who believes in murdering people who stand against their faith has the right belief system. None of us would say that. So again, we're left to decide what is true, what is false, what's right, what's wrong, and where do we turn to determine those answers? So let me suggest to you we have to do two things to determine right from wrong and truth from lies. We have to, number one, search for truth. Number two, we have to look outside of ourselves to find it. So when it comes to searching for truth, listen to what the wisest man who ever lived, King Solomon said in Proverbs chapter two. He said, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom, or you could say truth in that context and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Anybody feel like we need a little bit more common sense in the world? God grants common sense to the honest. He's a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom or truth will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you and understanding will keep you safe. So the first thing we have to do to discern truth and lies is to search for truth. Then the second thing I think we need to do is look outside of ourselves to find that truth. And I want you to listen to what Jesus said about that in an encounter that he had in a a pivotal moment for him. This was a moment between his life and his death. Somebody else was kind of holding the the power over him in that moment, and that was the Roman governor Pilate, who had the ability to crucify Jesus or to set him free. So Jesus uh, could have chosen his words differently in this moment in order to gain freedom, but listen to what he said about truth. He said in John 18, 37, He said, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. And all who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. So Jesus told Pilate, and Jesus is telling us that he came to point us towards truth, to lead us to truth, and to reveal truth to us. And then Jesus made this big, bold statement in John chapter 14, verse six, when he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus made a big statement there. And he didn't say he was a way. He said he was the way. He didn't say he was a truth. He said he was the truth. So Jesus is the truth. And for us to know truth, we have to come to Jesus to begin to understand what truth really is. John chapter one, verse 17 tells us the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
In John 14, 17, Jesus said this. He said, this is a paraphrase, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. So when anyone puts their faith and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in their heart and the Holy Spirit starts leading them towards truth. What truth does the Holy Spirit lead them towards? Jesus. The Holy Spirit always points back to Jesus. In John 17, 17, Jesus was praying to his heavenly father and he said basically this, Lord, make his disciples holy by his truth and to teach us his word, which is truth. So truth comes from Jesus, comes through the Holy Spirit who always points back towards Jesus and God's written word, which is written all about the truth of Jesus. Then in 1 Timothy chapter 2, Verses three and four, the apostle Paul said, this is good and pleases God our savior who wants, what's that next word? Everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. So how many people does God want to be saved, have eternal life and to understand the truth? Everyone, God wants that for everyone. And I think these verses make it very clear that truth and us knowing truth is a really big deal to God. It should be a big deal to us as well. It's such a big deal to God that Jesus said this in John 8, 31. He said, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And if you remain faithful to my teachings, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So I've got a question for you. If the truth sets us free, what does it set us free from? Feel free to participate out loud. Ourselves. Well spoken, my friend. Sin. Sin. Yep, sets us free from sin. What else? The world. Okay, again, what is the truth? Look at that word. Set us free from. Lies. Lies, deception, sin, and, and guilt. Like a lot of that stuff comes from ourselves and how we live and how the world bombards us with so many lies and deceptions and beliefs that we are supposed to try to figure out what's right and wrong. And the way that we begin that journey of figuring out truth from lies is by coming to Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. But when it comes to believing that, we have several options for how we respond. Uh, we can respond like people in 2 Timothy 4, verse 3. It says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. It seems to me that we are living in that time frame that the Apostle Paul was talking about where people want to hear from leaders who will tell them what they want to hear. And ultimately, in doing that, they reject the truth. We can respond like that, or we can respond like people in Acts 20, verse 30, who distorted the truth. We can respond like people in Romans 1, who traded the truth for a lie. Or we can respond like Pilate did. Pilate, after interrogating Jesus, couldn't find anything wrong with him, so he asked somebody to come and bring him a pitcher of water. He washed his hands to symbolize that he is not guilty of Jesus' death. Will washing your hands in that moment make you not guilty of sending someone to crucifixion? No. 
We can try to remain neutral and wash our hands about Jesus and say, well, I'm not making a decision about Jesus. That just means I get to remain neutral. No one can remain neutral about Jesus, ever. So we can respond those ways, or we can respond like the people in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 13 says, as for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters loved by the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation. Salvation means eternal life. It's a salvation that came through the Spirit, again, who always points towards Jesus and through your belief in the truth. So eternal life comes through us believing that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I got to ask this morning, do you believe that? Do you, do you really believe that Jesus is the truth? Do you believe that eternal life only comes through him? Do you believe that Jesus will lead you into all truth as you come to know him more? And what we believe really matters. Let me tell you where this uh, idea for this series came from. Uh, I get ideas for series all the time, and I'm constantly working on what we'll be doing. I know what we'll be doing at the end of this year. I've got an idea of what we'll be doing at the beginning of the year, and so I kind of frame out our year based upon what I sense God wanting us to address, and I'm always looking for series ideas, and I get series ideas when I'm reading the Bible. I get them when I'm praying. I get them actually when I'm watching movies sometimes. I get them when I'm reading books. I get them when I'm hearing other pastors preach. I get ideas all the time, and this idea for this series came from a game that my family and I were playing. And my family loves to play games. We love to play board games and card games. And there are moments we make up games to play just because we like to play games together. And recently we were playing a game. And when we were playing this game, it was a game that we hadn't played in a little bit. And so we pulled out the rules for the game to clarify a few things on what we were supposed to do. When we pulled out the rules, we found out we haven't been playing the game by the rules. Somehow we'd made up our own rules. We, we kind of got the idea for how the game should be played, but we found that we made up a whole bunch of other rules that we weren't abiding by the real rules. And when we decided to read the rules, here's what we said. We don't like these rules. <laughs> these rules don't make sense. We don't understand these rules. We're going to put them away and we're going to keep playing based upon our rules because we like our rules better. Now, it's one thing to do that in a game. It's another thing to do that in life. And the reality is there are many people that do that in life. So we come up with rules for how we think life should operate. And then when we come along and find out that maybe God has different rules, like maybe some of you are hearing some of that this morning for the first time, or maybe you've heard it somewhere else in another context, and you understand that maybe God's got some different rules, sometimes we read those rules and we go, I don't really like those rules. So I think I'll put them aside. I'm just going to keep operating based upon my rules because I like my rules better. The only problem with that is the Bible says that one day we will stand before God look into his holy eyes, and we will give an account for what we've believed and how we've behaved. We'll give an account for the choices that we have made based upon the beliefs that we have. We will be judged based upon whether we followed God's rules, not our rules. And on that day, there are gonna be many people that find the sad reality 
of living by their rules leads to eternal death and separation from God. So the reason this series is called Deadly Beliefs is because there are many beliefs that people out there have, maybe some of us here have, there are many beliefs that our world throws at us that sound good, that sound harmless, but when we take them to their end, they are deadly. And I don't mean to alarm anyone this morning, but there are moments where we need to be woken up a little bit. There are moments when we need to be alarmed. And here's why what we believe matters so much. Look at this. If we don't live believing the truth, we'll die believing a lie. If we don't live believing the truth, we'll die believing a lie. So if we don't search for truth, if we don't look for truth outside of ourselves, if we don't get to know Jesus as our truth source, if we don't apply that truth to our lives, we will spend an eternity apart from the God who loves us desperately enough to send Jesus to die on our behalf. 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4, again, says, this is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Again, God wants everyone to understand the truth of Jesus and have a relationship with him. That's why Jesus said in John 3, 16, the most famous Bible verse ever, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So eternal life comes through knowing Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. So do you believe that? If you do, your life should prove that. And I don't mean that you should live a perfect life because scripture is very clear about that. Romans 3.23 says, all of us have fallen short of, of God's glorious standard. We've all sinned. All of us have. So it's not about living a perfect life. It's about learning to live more like Jesus every day and knowing him personally. And if you have a personal relationship with Jesus, that belief should affect our behavior. We should live differently. When we fall down, we should get up again. When we mess things up, we should do our best to fix those things. When we say harmful things to, to people that we love, we should rebuild those relationships, own that, take responsibility for that, and fix that, and become a little bit more like Jesus every day. So if you say that you're a Christ follower this morning, you just gotta ask, like, do your beliefs line up with your behavior? If they don't, do you really believe what you say you believe? If you haven't responded yet, to the reality that Jesus is the truth, you have the same options that people have had for 2,000 years. You can reject that truth. You can trade that truth for something else. You can distort that truth. Or you can receive that truth. You can believe in Jesus. Romans 10.9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe, that's our word again, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. 
Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God is so serious about offering this to everyone, he literally offers it to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a real religious person or have no religious background at all. It doesn't matter if you know a lot about the Bible or nothing about the Bible. It doesn't matter if you have messed up royally or think you're royalty. What matters is what we believe about Jesus because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one that we get truth from. If you haven't responded or made a decision about Jesus yet, I'm gonna show you how you can make a decision about him today. And there just might be a few people here uh, or watching online who are at that spot of saying, you know what, like maybe I've heard about Jesus, maybe I've always kind of tried to remain neutral about him and maybe today you're recognizing you need to make a decision And you're at that spot, that deciding point of deciding whether to follow Jesus or not. And if you're at that spot, I encourage you to make this decision. The best decision you could ever make in your entire life that will impact you for all of eternity. The scripture says, today is the day of salvation. I encourage you, don't wait till tomorrow. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't put it off till next week. Don't put it off till next year. You may not be given those things. And I understand if you've got more questions and more things you want to process through, I get that. I encourage you to take that time. And you can stop by our care center before you're leaving. There's some people there that would love to talk with you, would love to pray with you about that. But there may be some of you here today that you know today's your day. And if so, I encourage you to make a decision about Jesus that will radically transform your forever. That decision involves three things. It involves us admitting, it involves us believing, it involves us committing. It involves us admitting that we need Jesus. It involves us believing that Jesus is the Savior who died so we can live. And then it involves us committing to follow him the rest of our lives, asking him to come into our life as our personal Lord and Savior, and then choosing to follow him every day and learning to become a little bit more like Jesus. So if you're at that spot and you know you need to make that decision, I'm gonna guide us through how we can do that. And as we're praying this morning, I'm gonna hit several different groups of people here as we pray. And then when we're finished, our worship team's gonna come and they're gonna guide us through a song about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. So if you would, let's all bow our heads, close our eyes, and pray together. As we begin praying I'm just curious if there's anybody here this morning willing to admit that maybe you are a Christ follower, maybe you've put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but maybe you're recognizing today that your life really hasn't proved that. You really haven't lived your life in a way to show that to other people. And so if you're in that spot, would you, if you've got the courage to do this, would you mind just raising your hand? real quick. All heads are bowed. Eyes are still closed. I I see hands going up. Yep. See hands all over the place. Thank you for that honesty. And Lord, I just pray for 
us in that moment. Lord, all of us get to that moment. We, we give you our hearts. We trust you as our Lord and Savior. And then there are moments where we kind of push you off the throne of our lives and we live in, in a different way. We don't live like we know the truth personally and we have a relationship with him. And so, Lord, forgive us for those moments. And Lord, I pray that you would empower us to live the lives that, that you've designed us to live. Make us strong in choosing truth every day and applying that to our lives. As we keep praying, I'm just curious if there's anybody here willing to admit that maybe you've never made a decision for Jesus. You've never come to him as your personal Lord and Savior, and yet you may want to do that now. So if you're in that spot where you're saying, you know, I know I need to, and I want to do that, would you raise your hand real quick so I can see that? I'm just going to go slow. I see one hand in the back of here. Thank you very much. I'm just going to look across the, the auditorium so I don't miss anybody. So, so far, I see one hand has gone up. So thank you for your courage in doing that, raising your hand. Uh, there may be some other folks online that are, are saying that as well, or maybe there's somebody here saying, listen, I know I need that, but I'm just too afraid to raise my hand. And let me just remind you how you engage a relationship with the creator of the universe. comes through a conversation. It starts with that, where we admit that we are in need of Jesus. And then we tell him that we believe that he's the savior who died so we can live. And then we ask him to come into our lives, come into our hearts, and then we commit to follow him for the rest of our lives. So if you're in that spot needing to pray that prayer, I encourage you as we're uh, singing together that you would talk to God about your need for him. He's listening. This is, the, again, the most important decision you can ever make in your life. He's listening. He's here. He wants to start that relationship with you. So begin that conversation. And there's no secret code. There's no secret, secret words. God's paying attention to the sincerity of our hearts when we admit, when we believe, when we commit to follow him. So God, I just pray for those folks this morning that are in that spot making that decision. Lord, may you empower them because today's the day. Like some folks know, like this is the moment for me. I don't gotta wait till tomorrow. I know what I gotta do today. So I pray for this one person who's raised their hand in this service and the one person in the last service and maybe there's other folks um, online that are making that decision. So Lord, may they make a declaration today on this moment of them admitting their need believing Jesus can meet that need because he's the truth. Asking him to come into their lives and then committing to follow him the rest of their lives. We're grateful that we can know truth because truth is a person. We sing praises to you, Lord, as we finish this morning's service. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please stand with me and sing?